Arsenal Therapy Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. My name is Farhan, also known as Gunner since 96. And I'm joined here tonight with the man himself, Mr. James Payne. James, how are you doing this evening? Um, I'm doing I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing I'm well, that was that was that was a bit exaggerated. Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, bit too relaxed. There was a bit of a it, sort of um, yeah. It was one of those kind of yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, after a lot, obviously it's been a it's been a hell of a long time since we recorded one of these. It feels like yeah. And um, we all know what happened a few week a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm you know I'm, I always look forward to these podcasts. You know, no matter how the outcome of games go. So yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. how are you mate. I'm good. I'm good. Look, it's, good. it's called the Arsenal Therapy Podcast for a reason. And that's because we, as Arsenal fans, are all too familiar with the feeling of heartache and pain. And yeah, so, a little bit too familiar. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that feeling obviously brought about uh, the creation, the start, um, the introduction of this podcast. And here we are once again, uh, some after some more heartache, um, we need a, a well, I think, a well-earned and a well-deserved uh, chinwag about everything that's been happening this week. So um, I feel good. I'm probably better than most. Um, yeah, and, you I know, would say so. We'll talk more about uh, that in the in the show, and I I'm think- sure we'll dissect a lot absolutely i think yesterday was yesterday we were supposed to record let's not let's not get this right we were supposed to record the the podcast yesterday yeah um but i just wanted a day to you know yeah compute everything that went on on sunday and everything that had and all the fallout from that because boy was there some fallout yeah. And not in a good way either. I, yeah. I, I don't want to get into that too much, but I, I think I will have to send a message to some people. Um, but yeah, I just didn't want to record when when I felt myself that I wouldn't be able to put one hundred percent into an episode because yeah. I probably I probably come on I, I probably would have come on yesterday and been oh do we really have to do this you know because you do you don't you don't want to you don't want to have to you know face up to the fact that you know we lost in that way mm. um and uh but it probably wouldn't have mattered because today is the same because arsenal had a preseason friendly and lost that so yeah. you know it would have been the same outcome regardless but i think yesterday was just a, a time to chill out and, and and distance ourselves from football after that after that uh after that sunday and now we now we can I, I I can go into it with a, a clearer mind about what happened and how we move forward from that. Mm. And obviously, how how Arsenal are doing at the minute. So I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Great. I mean, look, you've started it off really well. Um, let's get. I guess it's a good segue to get straight into it. Um, to start by talking about what happened on Sunday, and then you yeah. know we can move on to other things. But um. Yeah, look, you know, England, um, they they did the humongous task. They crossed all barriers, fought all of their um, battles mm-hmm. and won them um, up until the final hurdle. I think the last time we spoke, they were due to play the semi-final. Denmark, Denmark that's right. Um, and that was an incredibly difficult game. 
Um, mm-hmm. Was it? It was, wasn't it? it yeah, because Harry Kane, it was Ukraine, the that they absolutely oh, smashed, and then yeah, yeah, and then Denmark, Denmark was the game. Yeah, Denmark was the game that was really difficult because, and 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 you know, credit to the Danes because they showed a lot of resilience, a lot of heart. They did. Um, and I, I said it. I said it before the game. I think if if there will be a difficult game for England to play on the route to the finals, it was going to be that game. And England were, you know, were quite lucky. I think it's, it's fair to say um, that they got that soft penalty and they progressed onto the finals. And yep. and it, and it, and we were luck, we were lucky in a sense that Harry Kane got the second bite of the cherry and. Yeah, because let's not forget he did miss the penalty, mm-hmm. but was able to capitalize on the follow-up um, that took us all the way to the final, and and you know where we ultimately, you know, fell short at the end. But mm. uh, you know, I'm 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 really happy. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. There's people, there's people that are, you know, have their opinions on this, but I'm re- I am really happy that we we did get to a final. Yeah, because I haven't felt this good talking about England for. You know what? As long as I can remember, I've never, since I've, you know, really become a football fan and really, you know, really lived and breathed football for the last like seven or seven or eight years or however long, I, however long I've liked football, England have never, ever, ever, you know, done done well. It's only been like 2018 and 2020 that we've really, really gone, gone as far as we can. And still it isn't enough because, you know, we yeah, we got to a semi-final of the World Cup. And this season we did this campaign. We did one better and got to a final. So I'm still I'm still very happy that uh, the boys were able to give us that as a nation because I felt that we needed we needed a lift after the 18 months we've had. Yeah, uh, and they, they certainly delivered that. Um, they they delivered that lift, but ultimately uh, when when it when it all counted, it didn't really count for much because we lost the final. But but we did take it all the way to penalties, mm. and, and and we showed that we showed. Uh, a courageous effort to win on penalties, but you know, I I said I said it then. I'll say it now. Penalties are a lot. Uh, penalties are a lottery. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, it's it comes down to luck and you know where you know how you approach the penalty on at that split second. Yeah, and you know, uh, no, I I know uh, Rashford and Sancho and Saka have been talked about, and Saka hurts the most for me because it's an Arsenal player, mm. um, but credit to them for you know coming out of this you know Rashford has come out and made a statement already uh mm. Sancho you know as as has, has been I don't know if he's been vocal yet uh Saka has got all this support in the world from us from you know all walks of all walks of football at the minute and uh and to have a 19 year old kid walk up to that penalty spot and and and, and try and take a penalty in a big tournament and so ultimately feel sure is absolutely is so cruel uh, yeah. So incredibly cruel, but I, I, I'm really happy for him because that that will help his development. Yeah, I'm. If Bakayoko, if you listen to this, it might not seem like that now, but you know, you will you will become a better player and a stronger player from this. As do, as does everybody when they miss penalty. You know, people become become stronger players because they need to. You need to learn that some some days you might miss a penalty, and you need to learn how you react to that and how you'll come back from that. And I think Bakayoko will come back even stronger from that. So. I hope I hope so anyway. Yeah. I think there's something to say uh and it, and it's worth mentioning actually. Yeah. Um, and you, and you raised it at the beginning of your point how quickly the conversation the dialogue 
um, has changed when we talk about England and football. It wasn't very long ago where England football, the national side, were a team that no one really had much hope in. No one really had any real belief in. It was, it was very similar to what Arsenal fans nowadays. Um, sort of what they how they uh, how, how they address or how they direct um their feelings going into games it's it's just hope mm. um and so similarly like you know i think back to 2006 i think back to 2010 as well where england had a really really good group of players i mean elite strong powerful just all-rounded fantastic players i'm talking about players like lampard gerard rooney you know john terry gary neville um david james yeah. in goal like proper ballers you know yeah and company yeah I, i'd say i'd say even stronger than the team that we've got today i mean today we have a team of skillful players young highly potential players with a lot of ability but the players back then were i think but they, they were ready and they were always, almost always at their prime, almost always at their best. Steven Gerrard yeah. was, you know, as a 19 year old elite, same mm-hmm. with Lampard, same with Rooney. So these guys are familiar with what's expected of them, Absolutely. Um, but still there remain that sort of that cognitive block of not being able to fully put your eggs yeah. in in that one basket. Whereas now we're talking about England winning a major tournament. It's not a case of, well, it would be nice if England got to the semifinals. It would be nice if England, you know, yeah. um, had a real go. You hit the nail on the now, head there, yeah. Now, we're to- now the, 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 the conversation has changed. It's shifted. It's shifted yeah. gears. And now the, the nation is talking about, it's a matter of time now. We need to win a major tournament because these this group of players that we have in front of us they are ready to win and if there's if there's something that i took from from the euros it was how mentally ready they looked it didn't matter whether denmark got a goal or the italians got a goal you could sense that england weren't phased by it you could sense that there was a strong mentality and that's the difference between what england managed to accomplish and what arsenal are still getting to grips of it's it's being able to get past that mental block um and so when i looked at players like harry kane um with you know pointing his fingers to his temples um it 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 did it did feel sort of well i got the impression that it filled the nation with a belief and yeah, optimism, hope. optimism, yeah, hope and, and trust. Yeah, you use these words, uh, and and you're right to use them. You know, there's one word that I would associate England with in this tournament: resiliency. Mm. Absolute resiliency. I have not, I've not seen, Eng- I've not seen an England team this resilient ever. You know, uh, to to you know go uh, we go, go we went a goal down against Denmark, right, uh, with the free kick. What yeah. a free kick, by the way. I don't think we spoke about it, but what a free kick from Damsgaard. Um, and to come, uh, when when he scored that, I was like, oh, not again. But, you know, Harry Kane, on it, on it. From from when we conceded that, he was like, no, we're, we're not going to get, you know, we're not going to get um, 
phased by this. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. And that's what they did. And, and we scored. And then we uh, and then we scored again. And just the resiliency from the team was absolutely fantastic. Because when it's what Arsenal failed to do, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. What Arsenal failed to do. Arsenal, Arsenal will go a goal down and not capitalise. But England went a goal down and then thought, you know, how are we going to improve this? How are we going to, you know, make sure this 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 doesn't like affect the end result if that makes sense to make sure it doesn't you know end this way you know and and we didn't we 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 stuck to our game plan and gareth's game plan and um we we got the job done and i think one of one of the key things to come out of that is resiliency because without that i think we would we would have been done yeah yeah they showed you know like i said a lot of backbone um, to take the Italians to the penalties, and by the way, the Italians who are my favourites, who are my uh, the pick of who are, who is going to win the, the the Euros. When I when I saw them in the first game, the opening game against um, who was it against Ukraine? Was it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was against you. And they absolutely, you know, wiped the floor with them. Um, I knew from that game that they were either hot favourites or certainly the dark horses. Because at that time, I think at the beginning of the tournament, everyone was talking about France and how France would win it. Uh, talking about teams like you know the Germans and your usual suspects. But yeah, your I, usual. Sort yeah, of, yeah, when I saw Italy, I was thinking, right, this team know how to pass a ball around the pitch. It's not just about relying on powerful um, elite players. It's about getting a, a group of eleven players on a pitch and knowing where to pass the ball and how to move it and effectively get the ball in the final third and score. And they did. They demonstrated that absolutely brilliantly. So if there's a team that deserved to win the Euros, it is definitely a hundred. 100% the Italians throughout the course of the whole tournament they deserve to win it because they have demonstrated that they are a far better footballing side than any other country um, that that um, uh, partook in the in the uh, in the tournament yeah. but that's not to say that England weren't so so close because they were desperately close we, like we we were you know we were desperately close to to take it that far and to take it to penalties, I'll, 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 I I want to touch on the penalties, so I will do that in a minute. But to take it to the penalties and to take it to, from two extra times, not to concede a goal, to take it all the way to penalties and potentially have a chance to further that uh, is uh, was was brilliant. Um, yeah. And and they they've done this nation proud, you know that that you know um, people they they're already back home. They're they're you know. Going to on holiday or wherever they're going, I know Jaden Sancho has got a little bit of business to do before he goes on his. Yeah, with, with his Manchester United medical and you know, mm. and hopefully Ben White with us as well. But you know, they they've done us proud. Absolutely, you know, as I've said, as I said in the beginning, I haven't felt this good uh, with England or you know, it's been a great couple of months. The atmosphere, the whole atmosphere around uh, the country has been absolutely superb. So. If any England player or anyone is watching this, you, you've done us so proud. And, you know, I'm sure Farhan will, will agree with me that, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future with this England team. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to, I'm ready for 2022 right this minute. Yeah. Um, because I think if, if, you know, if we have the same mentality and the same belief that we had in this Euros going in, in from the start in 20, in like in from the beginning in 2022, I think we can win it. And I've said, I've, you know, I think, I think we've, I'm being a bit too, but you know what I mean? I think we should yeah, just carry yeah, I, get it. I think we should just carry on. I just think we should carry on this good form and potentially see where it takes us. But obviously err on the side of caution. 
Now, I will talk about the penalties <laughs> because that's been the big talking point. Yeah. Well, actually, let's let's take it back a few steps yeah. because I think okay. there are a few things that we need to discuss before we get to the penalties, and it's all leading to the penalties, and it will it's all contextualized okay, that's, that's around surrounding okay. around the penalties. Now, the game itself was obviously a game of a very much a game of two halves. I think England had a great start, um, and then things started to slow down a little bit. The Italians, you could tell, were shook after that first goal, and if, if there was any time for England to go all guns blazing, it would have been right there and then. In the first 10 minutes, when they first got that goal in the first two minutes, they should have went all out. They didn't. Um, and then I said it, as I was watching it with my family, I said, hey, look, if, if England go into the second half with a goal up, they're going to be in big, big trouble in the second half because Mancini's going to drill these boys and he's going to get them to work against England's tactics because England were really well at frustrating the Italians. They were very aggressive very in their faces and rightly so because they were playing at Wembley with um the majority of the fans being English fans uh England supporting fans so um th- the the Italians I think it was a bit of a culture shock for them and so what Mancini needed to do he needed to get his boys in as soon as possible and to tell them we need to get in their faces we need to respond with some aggression of our own and once they did that in the second half soon the momentum started to shift uh England fans started to become a little bit more nervous, cautious um, the England team themselves giving the Italians a bit too much respect and especially with Chiellini and um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, the other one Benucci. Benucci and Chiellini both of them I have to say absolutely incredible incredible um, work at the back and I'm not talking about the defending but just everything that they did in that second half epitomised what a centre-back needs to do in a final. because they and, and you can question the tactics that they use and you can criticise the way that they went about it, but they did exactly what they needed to do to win that game. Um, and that's why Mancini needed the second half. So he could tell the boys, this is what you need to do. Forget the football inside of things. We need to make sure that mentally we are ahead in this game uh, than England because it was, I think, finals. Most finals are played on the mentality. Whoever wants it more, whoever's hungrier, whoever's more in front in the face of the opposition. Um, And the Italians did it absolutely perfectly in the second half. They got a scrappy goal. They took it to extra time. England looked calm and composed and then it got to the penalties. Um, But I quickly want to talk about Southgate's approach to football games because I think this was always going to it was always going to come back and bite him um, on the backside one time or another the this this idea that you know England need to play in an ultra defensive fashion with eight defensive type players um, get a goal pass it around don't overcommit keep a nice steady sort of shape and then something will come into fruition. What do you think went wrong for England in that first 90 minutes? Um, and do you think Southgate's to blame as much or is it, is it, should we be looking at players like Sterling and Kane maybe who just didn't do enough in that final third? Um, well, you know, I have to issue an apology to, to Gareth, to be honest. Uh, me first hand because I think I came on the podcast and said, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Gareth Southgate. I don't like his England squad." I, you know, I, I, I hold my hand up, Gareth. You know, I think you're, you're getting some kind of honour after this. 
even if we didn't go all the way, uh, you know, he's gonna get he's gonna he's gonna be honored in some way. Um and you proved me wrong. And I think you proved a lot of other people wrong as well. To when he first announced his squad to be that defensive, I was like, Are you sure? You know, to to select that amount of defensive players and to compete in a tournament like this where, where, you know, most of the teams are going to be attacking you and coming for you and, you know, taking games by the scruff of the neck. I think we, we, did, we did quite well to, to, to counteract that with our, our, our defensive, our defensive uh, players. I think he, he kind of, you know, made defensive players look more like attacking players, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, like Luke Shaw, for God's sake. Luke Shaw. Elite. Bravo, elite, elite. He's gonna he's gonna come out of this feeling on top of the world. You know, I don't. I, obviously, not on top of the world fully because we didn't win the tournament. But he his own individual performances, absolutely top class, absolutely top class. You know, they could in this tournament they called him what was it? Shawberto, uh, Shawberto uh, Silva. <laughs> you know, or Shawberto Carlos or whatever his name was. You know, absolutely brilliant pinging those balls in and, and getting those assists. And that goal for the final, oh, my God. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm, I was wrong about Gareth Southgate picking that amount of defensive players because it clearly did work because we got to the final for the first time in 55 years. So he did something right in this tournament. But, yeah, I do agree that he could have, you know, made some changes or maybe take maybe been a bit more... <laughs> Um, what's the word? Maybe go for it a bit more because I did. I did think that he was kind of, you know, putting the brakes on a little bit towards the end of the game. Mm. I don't know. You know, he was he he took off some some important players, um, to like important players that could have been good for penalties, etc. And um, I just think he kind of lost it a little bit in towards the end of the game. I don't think that lost us the game. I don't think that, um, but I think it did play a factor. And obviously the penalties did play a factor because now he's actually came out and said he chose the penalty order. Mm. Um, so, and don't get me wrong about the penalties. I know we're going to get onto that. That that order. Um, well, let's you know, talk I, about the penalties. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that penalty order, you know, I don't agree with. I don't agree with it one you know, there's some, there's some, there's some of it I agree with, of course. So, like Kane taking the first penalty, yes, great. Um, who was up second? Do we know? I, 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 I can't, I can't remember. I think it was Kane, and then um, somebody. Maguire. Yes, that's it. It was Kane, Maguire, and then, and then, you know, it the went three that lost. Yeah. yeah, Kane and Maguire. Kane's penalty, absolutely superb. No stopping that. Even Donnarumma even went the right way and didn't stop it. Maguire's. Now, if you were oh, in my house, if you were in my house, yeah, I was like, nope, nope, not having that. Likewise. Not having, Mag- not having Maguire take a penalty. Nope, never in a million years. But my God, it was like he was there and he was like, yeah, no problem. Did you see? Did you see his penalty? My God, he took he took out the camera, man. Yeah. He took out the camera. Yeah, and, no, uh, oh my god, it's, it was immense. Uh, so Harry Kane and, and uh, Maguire's penalties, you know, top class. But then I think it went Sancho, Rashford, Saka. Yeah. 
Sancho. Um, no, wasn't it Rashford, Sancho, and then Zaka? Oh, it? I don't know. I don't know. Rashford. Um, you know, I don't. I because uh, it was Rashford that uh, somebody missed. I'm not sure who it was, but the one of the Italians missed, and then it was it was Rashford's opportunity to to almost uh, put us ahead. Yeah, and then Rashford missed, and then one of the Italians. If the Italians had scored, Jorginho. yeah, I think Jorginho scored. And Virginia then it missed. was, did he miss? Yeah, Pickford saved it. Oh, that's right. Pickford saved it. And he then it Pickford was. Pickford saved two penalties in this shootout. That's it. Yeah. So Pickford saved it. And then afterwards it was um, Sancho. Sancho then missed. And then um, I, I think I might have said it the wrong way around. But, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what order they went in. I think the the one player that I'm not a fan of. Yeah, and and other people are a fan of is Saka. Mm. Why are you throwing a nineteen-year-old kid basically to the wolves of a fifth to, to have to take a fifth penalty? You know, I haven't been in the position. I'm mm. not a footballer. I'm not a professional footballer. You, you, everybody knows that, you know. But even I can see you do not do that. You do not throw a nineteen-year-old kid who has never taken a penalty. For his club, I don't think he has. Has he? I, I'm still. I still need to figure this out. But I'm just going off what people have told me. He's never taken a professional penalty for his club, and you you go, oh yeah, he's going to just take a fifth penalty in a major tournament. Yeah, he's I first, don't see the logic in that. His first major tournament, and Gareth Southgate, of all people, should know that what that does to what that does to a player because he he was in the he was in the exact same position. Yeah. He was in the exact same position. He missed a penalty at Euro 96. And then for years after that, he couldn't even listen to the, the song It's Coming Home because he was so distraught yeah. that, that he missed a penalty for the nation because that was the time that we could have won it in Euro 96. That was, that was you know, that is the closest we've come since this one. Um, and and, to, and to, for him to go, oh yeah, Saka, you're taking the... And you know, I noticed something. I don't. I noticed something when Saka was taking that penalty. He didn't look confident at all. Yeah. Looking, looking back at that, he kind of, you know, grimaced at the fact that he was having to take one. Like, oh, do I have to be doing this? And you know, he took it. Fair play. It was. It was. A, it, it was a well taken penalty. But Donnarumma, as Donnarumma does, is an absolute mm. beast in goal. Huge goalkeeper and huge props to you, mate, because you're out of this fucking world at times in this tournament. Um, you know, uh, it didn't go in, and you could see uh, straight after Saka missed that, he was in tears. And you know, not not just you know, like genuine, like a roar of tears. That's what I described that as. It was a roar. You know, yeah. he he was absolutely distraught, and I can't blame the kid. I can't blame him. How do you, I don't know how it computes that you would give a 19 year old a penalty in a major tournament. His first major tournament, and just to set it up like that is not is not fair in my in my opinion. Um, yeah, but you know what? I mean, you know, yeah. I, I commend Saka for that because he showed balls and desire. And you know, when maybe you know, I I, I know now that um, Southgate picked that order, so I'm not going to say that other other people could have uh, should have gone up ahead of him because clearly they couldn't do that anyway because Southgate was in charge. Yeah, because obviously we've seen Grealish come out and said. I wanted to take a penalty, but it was the gaffer's decision. So I can't, I can't say anything about that. But Saka, yeah. so I have the balls to to stand there and and say, yeah, I'll take a penalty. Yeah, no problem. 
And, you know, for, to ultimately fall short is just cruel. And yeah. as I said at the beginning, he will learn a lot from this. Uh, Bakayo, it may not seem like it now. You might want the world to swallow you up or the ground to swallow you up right now. But, you know, it, it will it will make him stronger and, and, and make him a better player for sure. Yeah. I uh, don't really know what I can add to that. Um, you've pretty much summed everything up that I wanted to say. So, look, it, it is one of those things where if it works then you know you're singing it works, we'll be laughing, of, yeah. of course yeah. yeah you know no one will be questioning the selection if it works then you're thinking Bakayo Saka is an incredible young player of course he's, he's able to take a penalty Sancho is a is, is a future world star of course he's able to take a penalty Rashford does it for a job at United of course he's ready to do it you know so these aren't the cut time I mean it's only now we're talking about it because They've missed. And, and it, I guess... Uh, and it was a major tournament. If it and it was a ma- major... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a major final. It was a major tournament. So, of course, we have to ask these questions. But again, it's one of those things where it didn't work out. He took a massive gamble and he is he's taken responsibility for that as well. Um, and so I think, I guess, all that's left to say is that England will be back. Yeah, um, and Gareth Southgate will be back. I don't Gareth know if Southgate will be back, yeah. I don't know if you've heard that he he does want to lead... He does want to lead yes. uh, England into the next World Cup. But yeah. beyond that, he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, personally, I think that he might go after this World Cup. I think that'll yeah. be his last one, um, depending on how it goes. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm I'm looking forward to the future because this tournament has shown me that England are this close mm. to to completing the job. And you know, I just look forward to the, to the future now. And and I kind of want to, you know, not raise this this time because we've had some brilliant, we've had a brilliant Euros, but just everything that's come after this, and this is where I don't want to make it about this, but everything that has come after this tournament and the fallout from that, I don't even think we deserve to win it this time around. Yeah. Well, this is it, James. This is this is the problem. This is the conundrum I'm left with um, when it comes to international tournaments, when it comes <clears> to... <throat> When it comes to you know supporting England and, and you may being think this vocal is, England and yeah you yeah may, go on yeah sorry you may think this is stupid because I've just spouted you I've spouted I've spouted like loads of oh England are so good they're this close to winning the tournament but you know that was before everything happened yeah that was before all of the fallout I was talking back when I was talking just then I was talking about at the end of the game at full time. After what happened at full time, I can't, I, uh, I can't, I condemn to the highest degree. I cannot, for the life of me, that's why I don't want to talk about this too much because it probably make me angry. Uh, I it just, it doesn't, it doesn't compute in my brain uh, how, you know, you, you can just be so irresponsible and England fans can be so irresponsible. Um, and, 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 you know, after a major final, after the nation is literally just, after England have poured everything out of them to literally get this, get England to a major final and bring us together after 18 months. And then after the final, we don't have, we don't have any celebration because they got this far. Instead, we have, you know, kind of a, a little, you know, a little fight, a little, you know, I'm going to let you continue because maybe you'll put in better words than I can, but yeah, I don't know, mate. It's, 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 it's really difficult to try and, um, understand and explain and I guess I, I sometimes find it difficult to put into words what this whole messy situation is um, 
And I mean, when I tried to, when, when I tried to uh, during the competition, I, I did keep these kind of feelings and stuff to myself because I don't, I didn't feel like it was the most appropriate time to discuss these kind of matters, especially in the midst of a, of an international tournament. But the reason why I have such difficulty pledging my allegiance to supporting the English national side and the reason why I take a, a, a lot more of a default position um, is because of the politics and is because of all the baggage that surrounds um, international football. And look, when we get to the crux of what international football is, it is countries representing their nations in a tournament. And so by default, that does create feelings of national sentiment, of patriotism, of us versus them. Um, And in a country you know, I hate to turn this into a sort of a political kind of segment, but in a country uh, like Great Britain, like the UK, we are so fragmented in all different places and in all, in all factor, in all factions, uh, you only need to look back to the game against Scotland. And that alone was warning signs of what we are creating and what, kind of damage we have um we are yet to repair in this country um and so that's why i I find it really difficult to support and to be part of this massive party um because i don't feel part of it and and the first thing that i said when saka missed the penalty and when when the italians had won the tournament i turned around and said to everyone in the room uh check saka's social media Check his comments because we know where this is headed towards. The three players that missed that missed are players of color. Um, yeah. I happen to be uh, someone of color as well, and so you know, th- I guess that's why it makes me even more uncomfortable um, trying to get involved in this. Like I said, this whole England hoo ha um, because I'm too, I'm too, I'm too well aware and too. F- too exposed to the sour side of yeah. international football. Um, and it's really sad. It's really, really sad to say that because as someone who puts football before anything else at a time of international football, it should be the same. I shouldn't feel as comfortable um, as I do supporting Arsenal um, and to not feel that type of comfort support in England, somewhere I've grown up, somewhere I've, you know, I, I don't know anything else other than England. I don't, I speak uh, my mother tongue, uh, Bengali, because my parents taught it to me when, you know, growing up. Um, I'm the first generation here, but, you know, England and the UK is 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 all I know. And so, you know, it's I your should, home, isn't it? it is my home. And, it, you know, I even, even to call it my home is something that I um, say with, not caution, but it's difficult to even say that with wholeheartedness yeah, and with confidence because of because of yeah, all the yeah. all the connotations that we have had coming out of this World Cup. I mean, can you imagine? Um, sorry, I said World Cup. I meant European the Euros. Can you imagine 
England, the day after being knocked out of the tournament, the number one topic to be speaking about is racism. And the number one headline on major newspaper articles is support to these free young black men because of the racist abuse that they got. I mean, that is unheard of. That is absolutely astounding to see that kind of reality being placed around us. Do you think in any other country in Europe, do you think that would be the natural first sort of reaction to losing a major European or a major tournament final? Would we be, would they be talking about racism amongst, you know, the, the, the fans of, and, and the irony is that the, the, the player of the tournament is arguably Raheem Sterling and had England won, then the same fans that were, you know, spreading the vile, disgusting abuse would be partying all night long. Yeah. And so I, I can't make sense of it either, mate, but I just think it's one of those things. It just it, it exposes where we are as a society and how much work needs to be done. It's a little bit like the situation we find ourselves with Arsenal. It doesn't matter how many games you go without losing a single game. You know, it doesn't matter whether you go on a 10, 15 game winning streak. The, the situation is you're eighth and... Unless all of the the crap that is loitering, being loitered around, unless that is sorted out, then we're, we're going to find ourselves in the same situation over and over again. And that's the same thing about England. Unless we face these issues head on, unless we address them publicly and we do something about it, it's, it's all good and well. It's all jolly good that we are aware of what, what's happening. But I think what's worse is how normalized it's becoming. It's not a case now that we are afraid to see something like this happen. It's now a case that we are expecting these things to happen. And so the next stage would be, well, it's happening. It's been happening for a while. Let's just get on with it. Let's just get used to it. And let's just accept the fact that black players are second class citizens in the, in the footballing world. That that is where we are heading towards, and and that's why I say unless the country unifies and does something about it, that includes the authorities, and I'm talking about the governments of the uh, of the of the world. Um, then again, you know, this isn't going away. The racists don't care that you are criticizing them. In fact, it fuels their motivation. Um, they don't care if you ban them from Twitter, a Twitter page that they make up one day they can make up another one another day it doesn't do anything to stop their rhetoric from being out in the public um this is you know if anything this is something that encourages them more so the only thing that i think that can be done in order to stop this kind of situation um from 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 spreading or from uh, getting any worse is to find these miserable you need action yeah, action. Find. I mean, I saw I saw a great uh, bit of action on Twitter. Uh, somebody finding exactly who this person was that was um, that made a, a racist remark online, and you know, tweeted their not tweeted, sorry, um, contacted their employer and mm-hmm. got them sacked. Yeah, and that's it. That's the only way that you're gonna get. Because let me you tell know, you, change these people are not only the the c word you just used. I won't repeat it because you know. Uh, but they are pretty stupid because they like to put their name and 
you know, they like to put their name and 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 their second name, and they don't they don't think, oh, you know, I'm only going to do this for a minute. It's I'm only going to do this one tweet. It's not I'm not going to get tracked down. You know, mm. you can easily get tracked down. I've seen people, you know, as you said, someone went went and found that uh, that uh, that. You know, I'm not. I, I don't even want to call him that guy. I mean, that that something, uh, and then you know, got him. But like got him suspended and banned, and is is pending an investigation. So I do agree that some some thing something needs to happen, and it needs to happen now. Otherwise, it's just going to have the same. We're just going to be going around in circles and having the same thing we talk about. I didn't want to bring it to this, but I felt like it was, you know, uh, good to address because it has been in the news and and for Saka, for Sancho, for Rashford. You know the outpouring of love from from a load of a load of people, a load of decent people in this in this in this country and in this you know, where in this uh, in this place that we live is is fantastic. The amount of, the amount of support and love I've seen, not just from uh, Arsenal players but from other clubs. You see you see like the Saka from Hibernian, yeah. you know, stuff like that. From you know the mural for Rashford has been you know redone. Yeah, and he's had loads of positive messages. Please keep, please keep, please keep them coming because you know that's gonna that, that's gonna outweigh the uh, the the bad the bad stuff we that people are dealing with right now. So yeah, yeah. cool. I mean, yeah, I guess uh, that's a very very good sort of. I had to bring it up because it's you know it's current and it's. Yeah, it's, it's no, I was going to say. I mean, it's, it's it's a good miserable point to um, end on because um, I think I think we did that really well. Actually, I'm I'm um, I, I was I was quite nervous talking about. I was quite nervous when you know thinking about talking about it and stuff. But, um, but you have to be you have to be open with these. Mm-hmm. You have to be open with these issues because you know the the more open you are, the the you know the more you get out you. You, you can get out there and feel at ease kind of about, you know, yeah. I'm sure like you, the platform that you have saying all that stuff and having someone to, you know, talk to as in me has, has helped you a lot. Cause you know, people, yeah. I don't like people that keep, keep things as a person in, in life. I don't like people that bottle things up and, yeah. you know, leave, leave it to all like fester and, 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 and keep it and keep it bottled up. So it's, it's good to have this conversation. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it's good. It's good that, you know, at least we know that there are human beings out there that are, and look, we have to, we have to also say that the majority of people who, who, you know, support England and who are residents of this country are lovely, incredibly beautiful human beings. And it's a shame that we have a few Indecent people. <laughs> Indecent people who are just ruining it for us all. Um, but yeah, that's England. That is the Euros done and dusted. And now we move on to... Do we have to? Oh my God. Bigger things, all right? Now, yes. we, now we move on to the bigger fish that needs to be fried. And that is, of course, Arsenal Football Club. The Euros are done. And now we move on to club football. And now we move on to the job that Arteta has in his hands still um some some may have some may be shocked to learn that yes 
Mikel Arteta is still the manager of Arsenal Football Club. And today was their first friendly um, in a long list of friendlies that they are yet to play. The next one's on Saturday against Rangers. I did try and get tickets for that game, but uh, unfortunately you can't for whatever reason. I think it's only exclusively uh, for Rangers I fans. I think it is behind closed doors, I believe. Is it? I think they, they originally said it was going to be behind closed doors, but... I read on the be- website that they said they're hoping that they can get a few... Um, And also, by the way, Arsenal.com, you take seven ninety nine from me after I um fill out my code thingy. Wait, I definitely what? redeemed it. Yeah, I know. I'm so... Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. So you mean to tell me? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, but after the day I've had with Arsenal, you mean to tell <laughs> Vent, me that you Vent. mean to tell me yeah. that you paid for that after all? What oh, the mate. fuck? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> where to start with this. I don't know where to start with this. So Arsenal sent me an email about a week, ago, yes, a week and a yeah. half ago, right? They sent yeah. me a code, a lovely email to wake up to, um, allowing yeah. me to redeem my friendly matches on Arsenal.com for free. Yeah. And to my surprise, I was like, oh, so, you know, this is a club that is actually giving back for once. That's great to see. That's great to see. So I take my voucher code. I go onto the website. <laughs> I fill it out. Everything's all good in the hood. Um, the, 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 the message on the page reads saying, congratulations, you can now watch your friendly matches um, without having to pay, blah, blah, blah. And today, five minutes before the game kicks off, as you do, go on the website, uh, you log on, you go onto the friendly site. I mean, it's, a, you know, there's a big page that's advertising it. Um, so I click onto it yeah. and it says, oh, you know, your voucher has expired. You need to pay $7.99 to watch the game. And I'm thinking your to myself. Your voucher has expired? Damn. What? Damn, damn, damn you are. Did it actually say damn expired? Oh my I don't God. know what it said. I can't quite remember. But it says somewhere, somewhere along the lines of either you were too late to redeem it or it had expired. And then when I had gone to another page to, cause I went back to the email, I got the voucher code and I, I put it in. Um, and then it said, this voucher has already been used. So which one is it? Has it expired? Has it been used? Or I don't understand. I mean, I definitely know I wasn't dreaming when I, when I entered the voucher code. So why am I having to pay? Anyway, I ended up paying for it because five minutes before the game, what, what else can you do? Tried looking for other ways, but I couldn't. So ultimately I had to give eight pounds to old uh, uncle Stan and his um, Madison, miserable though, yeah. men. Sorry. Yeah. Might pay for Madison. Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> a few pennies here and there. Oh um, mate. But yeah, had to, had to pay for that. But, and then, and then <laughs> to make things worse, we lose, we lose the game. Let my, yeah, let me just tell yeah. you. Let me just tell you the day I've had with <laughs> Arsenal, and 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 thank you, whoever you are, the communications team that helped me out this morning. Yeah. Um, basically, right? Right. Wake up. Yeah. Wake up. I renewed my membership for Arsenal for the upcoming season today. Mm-hmm. Thirty nine pounds, you know, for the full tickets and everything. Uh, and then I'm, I'm like, I want to watch the preseason games. I want yeah. to, you know, as you do, I've heard they're free. I want them because who doesn't like free stuff, you know? Um, and I, you know, I, I ask, I ask them, you know, when when they did when they did my membership, oh, can I can I um use my code? And they said, oh yeah, sure, did it, but they didn't send me one, right? Mm. So I get an email today saying, 
Oh, sorry. Due to our due to our error, uh, it doesn't work. Due to you, uh, there was an error in our system when transferring over your membership, so your current code does not work. But oh, you can use your membership. You can use your membership number on your membership card. So oh yeah, mm. I think oh yeah, great. I can use my membership number on my membership card. Mm. Bear in mind, I have two memberships. I have my I have mine and I have my dad's. Right. right. I tried both of them. Didn't work. Right. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, because they put a deadline on it, right? We were nearing the deadline. So I thought, you know, I'm going to have to ring Arsenal now. I was on hold for one hour and 11 minutes. You know, one hour and 11 minutes. I waited into into some obnoxious music in in like elevator music, you know, um, to be greeted with, uh, to be greeted with someone who did finally help me. And I had to create a new, I had to create a new Arsenal account. Yeah, I couldn't use my, I couldn't use the one I had. I had to create a new Arsenal account with a new email address, and she gave me the code from there. But it was an ordeal that I didn't really need to go through. Unbelievable! Um, because there was multiple people on Twitter that said they couldn't do it um, because they didn't receive codes and what have you. So, to, in future Arsenal, just let people log in with their normal accounts and maybe. You know, send the yes. emails a bit earlier, please. Unbelievable. Or just think of a better way to do it. But, you know, I watched the game. I was all excited. Oh, yeah, Arsenal back. But then we go and lose the game to Hibernian. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't miss uh, this. Uh, absolutely superb. <laughs> you know, but, you know, yes, we lost the game. But, yes, I have to urge that it's only pre-season. Because some people tonight are flying off the handle. Uh, and I don't like it to be honest. Some people are going really into Arteta, and yeah. you know, pe- people don't understand the idea of preseason. This is where Arteta can tinker things, where he can change things, where he doesn't yeah. have a he doesn't have any bearing on it. So it's just a game to him. He can just you know, it's like a you know, he can do whatever he wants. He's free to you know mess about. You know, it's like a kid when when, when you you know the kid is like, can do whatever he wants in the playground or whatever whatever you know. You know he's you know he's able to spend however much money he wants, pocket money or something like that. Uh, but you know, uh, Arteta is able to do that with his players. He's able to change things and you know and move stuff about. But yeah, there's people that are still oh Arteta out. He's no good. Da, 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 da. Why is William playing? Uh, you know stuff like that. But I have to urge that it's only it's only preseason, so. Yeah, I agree. Um, look, you know, waiting for this game with great anticipation was um, filled me up with a little bit of excitement. You know, there was that energy, that sort of nice, happy feeling that football was back and Arsenal were going to play again. And, you know, sun very was shining. Yeah, the sun was shining, the birds were singing, etc. And then, um, very soon after, 10, 15 minutes after, maybe 20, 25 minutes after the the, the, the first whistle had gone, um, before kickoff, oh, sorry, after kickoff, it, 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 you know, reality sunk in quite quickly. It did, didn't it? It did. I was thinking, yeah. I, I was thinking that like five, 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, well. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I realized I now why I wanted no, I, the season I, to end. I didn't, I didn't feel like I'd been away. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel like there was a, there was a tournament that just happened. I thought we were just going straight into the new season because we didn't play like anything had changed. 
<laughs> yeah, it did. It really did. It. I mean, I was worried. Um, there, there were many worrying things about the game. The first one was that we hadn't done any business. Uh, Tavares, of course, but we didn't see him play. And um, I know that Lokonga is pretty much done and dusted. Lokes. He just needs to isolate for 10 days and then it will be announced. Um, but other than those two signings, nothing had been done. And if anything, if, if there's one thing I learned from this game is how badly prepared we are for the, for the upcoming season because there's only a month to go and so how much can you do in a month's time um there were there were a few different ways that i could approach this friendly uh, one of them was for a, a way for arteta to try and get the value of players he's trying to get off the books so players like Nketiah, players like obviously bellerin wants to move to into milan it's been told um it's been reported, sorry. Uh, you're talking about players like Nelson. Does he have a future at Arsenal? Um, and then a few surprises like seeing, was it Kieran Clark? Is that his name, the centre-back? Uh, Kieran Clark. Kieran Clark used to play for Newcastle. Um, I can't forget. I can't remember his name, but very oh, young. Billy Cl- I, I was, I was going to say Billy Clark, but I think it is. Um, I'm going to let that out now for you because that's going to annoy me. Yeah, it's going to annoy me as well. I'm going to, I'm, that's exactly what I'm doing now. Um, Clark, it is Clark, but I forget, I forget his first name. Uh, I'm finding um, it out. Continue, I'm finding it. Kalasinac as well. Seeing Kalasinac play oh, was a massive yeah, surprise. Um, it was good to see Maitland-Niles, but then again, you had Willian there as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was that Arteta was trying to do was he trying to was was this again I mean, what would you say the main purpose of this game was as I said it's, it's uh, Harry Clark um, Harry Clark yeah, it's um, it's a time where, where Arteta can just go yeah you know he can there's no bearing on it so you're like you can go I don't want to use no analogy because the one I used was totally totally shit um but, you know, you can go all out. You can, you know, there's no bearing on it. There's no, you know, if we lose, we're not going to, there's no detriment. We're not going to lose three points or, you know, you can yeah. just, you can just go at it. So if there's a problem that you see and you want to fix it straight away, then go and fix it straight away. Put up, put up like 10 substitutes on, huh? you know, you, you're able to have that freedom to be able to, to do things and, and to move and to move things around. So I think the main part, the main point of this Yes, we lost, but the main point of this was to to get the players up to speed again because a lot of them have had summers, you know, haven't played in a while, uh, to get them up to speed, fitness, and just to see how things work again and see how things incorporate and how the squad is, how the squad is looking uh, for the upcoming season. Obviously, ours is not looking so good, it has to be said, because mm. we haven't been active in the transfer market. But I do hope after this game, we do really, 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 really press on with transfer business. Uh, because this first season, I didn't really want this first preseason to come because it first preseason games to come around because then after this you really know that the season isn't far away, yeah. um, and we, we look to be in in not I wouldn't say bad shape but we don't look in the best shape and we don't look like we're met, we're quite prepared just yet so I do think some business needs to be done. Yeah, I think it, this game was very much a reality check of where we well, what what kind of Arsenal uh, finished the season and what we have now. And those two sides are pretty 
similar, <laughs> almost the same. There's no difference there, in my opinion. Um, I think what I expected from this game, I think, like I said, I, I mentioned it before and I'll say it again. I think that one of the purposes of this game was to try and rise the the, the stock of some of the deadwood um, that Arsenal need to get rid of. Uh, equally, I think it was a game to get minutes in the legs of players like Aubameyang and Lacazette. Aubameyang, I have to say, was a little bit underwhelming. Same with Lacazette. Um, but then again, you know, Arteta would have said to the boys, you know, time to get your fitness back to scratch. Um, and hopefully by the time Rangers come, and he mentioned it in his in his post-match uh, interview, they have, they've only had four training sessions um, before the game. So, it's difficult to it's it's difficult to get back to sharpness with only four training sessions and um not having played competitive football for such a long period of time um so yeah it was it was definitely you know it's never good to lose a football game it's always disappointing when you do but it's equally more disappointing when you lose in the manner that you you do um the the first goal the mistake made by uh con Oh, I, hate, I hate pronouncing his names. Yeah, Oconquo. That's it. Um, Oconquo. That was. Say it again one more, say it again one more time. Oconquo. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that that was um, the schoolboy errors that you don't want to see anyone yeah. ever but, make. But yeah, on that on that one, yeah, it was a bad miss. But I don't really care. You know, he's not. Yeah. He's a nine, again with the Saka. He's a nineteen-year-old kid. Yeah. With the Euro, with the with the Euros, I'm not going to go in on him or. You know, because the this past week has uh, this past few days has has has, uh, has shown me that you, you you shouldn't do that. Not that I would not that I was going to anyway. I'm yeah, never yeah. like that. But it should it should show people that don't do that. That's now now's not the time to do that. He's 19 years old. He's just signed his first professional contract with the club. Yeah, and he makes one mistake. Uh, with the rest of his game, I thought was pretty good actually. Um, made made some decent yeah. saves after I mean, that. Look, he, he was okay, and I think that um, Hibernian players could see that he was one of the. He was he, he was a little bit shot of confidence after after that incident, but he he recovered pretty well and didn't concede, which is always good. Um, but I think what annoys me more than anything is that why did Arsenal? Who made the decision for this nineteen-year-old to? being goal because James if I ask you there was no if other I said, if, if, if I said to you that Renaston starts that game what is your instant reaction no thank you no thank you and we know why we don't want to see Renaston in goal for Arsenal because he's either not good but enough or he's fair, not ready but to be fair to Oconqua I hadn't seen him before so I wouldn't have known yeah. okay yeah fair enough fair enough but but the guys that are the guys that are picking him to play know whether he is either ready for a friendly or not and they, I guess there's a big difference between playing a friendly and playing an under 23 game and playing an under 23 game is okay because you're playing an under 23 game but when you're playing a friendly with first team players for a player like a Quanko, this is like a big shot this is a big deal this is his time to shine and so I don't think personally you should put any player in a position until you you, you think they're ready to push on to the first team and I think that game showed us that if he had played a, a competitive game say a game in the league that would have eaten him alive I mean you, you saw what you saw what uh, happened with Renarsson after that Europa League game I don't think he will ever um, recover from that kind of 
torment at Arsenal anyway. Um, but I, I, I'm really scared that if something like that would, was to happen to a Conco or players of that sort of level, um, where they're put, pressed into the, they're pushed into the first team so soon, um, and something like that happens, you know, you're effectively and I made this point before in a previous podcast show, you're effectively ending their careers. You know, you are cutting their careers short by making such rash choices. Or am I just being a little bit too, um, I don't know. Am I, am I, am I, am I being, am I, am I weighing on the, on the side of caution too um, much? I don't know. You know, I don't know. At the end of the day, um, I, I, you know, it's just a preseason game. It's not anything, you know. I'm, I certainly didn't come away from that feeling. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have a rant now on on social media about it because uh, you know, it, you know, I, it was because I've seen people. Don't get me wrong, I've seen people today go really, 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 really into Arteta, and it's only mm-hmm. a preseason game. And people, people, people like my fellow followers are like, oh, shit out, man. Well, it's, it's you know it's only preseason. They've just come back from holiday. They've only had four training sessions. But the point I make is less for the fans and less about what people are going to say and more about how it's going to affect a player like that. Like I think Clark had a pretty good game. Um, yeah. I think that when Rekic came on, had a good game. Uh, Hutchinson was okay, and Henry Francis, who by the way I had no idea existed, a seventeen-year-old that looks Ola. like he's twelve. You know, <laughs> really, really, he's so good. Um, he had a really good game as well when he came on. But you know, a player like Okonkwo who just signed. Didn't he an assist. Sorry, he got an assist. Didn't yeah, he? he got assist. Yeah, he got assist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like I said, a player like Okonkwo who's just signed this contract is is his first. Um, was it first first team? Yeah, first professional contract and a mistake like that to happen. I'm just really like concerned about how that might affect his confidence going into the future. Even though it is a friendly, there's no doubt it will weigh on his conscience a little bit. Yeah, you know, it definitely will. But, you know, I, I think these players and football players in general are taught to have very thick skin. Mm. Nowadays, because one reason, because of what we just spoke about, especially, you know, uh, you know, being a being a being a player of you know color again, yeah. you know how we how we spoke about that before. People, he will be tell, he will be because I, I you know haven't seen any, but you know you never I, you never know anymore. Yeah, you know you never know when when people like that are going to come out. So he'll be he'll probably be be aware of of of, of how to deal with social media and. What to what what to say and what not to say on social media and what to look out for and what to ignore and etc etc etc. So after the, after the mistake and that goes for anyone, not just people, not just people of, um, not just people like that or people of color, but normal. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. But yeah, uh, just just I think he will be well supported by the club because he's only young. He's only nineteen. I'm twenty and I feel old. He's he's nineteen, uh, and he he can, you know. I think he'll have good people around him, and you know he had a good game. He had a good game, uh, aside from that mistake. So I think mm. he he there are some positives to take. 
Okay, cool. Um, so obviously the first goal was an absolute disaster, a train wreck. Um, and then we conceded a second goal and, and I actually missed the second goal. I'm not sure what uh, I was doing. But <laughs> I was doing something. I was in the kitchen. I was I don't blame on my you, laptop. Man. And um, yeah, it, it was one of those games where, look, you know, it was a little bit better because we brought on the likes of Pepe, Lacazette and Mill Smith Rowe, who I thought was absolutely brilliant. Um, Balogun came on as well, who looked really sharp. And the game sort of changed a little bit. Well, we still conceded. Yeah. Um, and then it was a bit like, oh, dear me. Um, you know, typical Arsenal. Here we go again. And I guess same old here we go. And and I guess the one thing, the one thing I get quite cross about um with with even if it being a friendly game. There's just no excuses to be turned off. It doesn't matter how fit you are. It doesn't matter how sharp you are. And it doesn't matter how how, how skillful you are um, at, at, at the beginning of a, of, of a season or at, during a pre-season friendly. You should always be switched on and focused. And there were too many times in that game where it was just too sloppy. Um, and I guess you could make the case and you can make excuses for you know, the back four not being the most experienced, not having the most amount of talent there. But when you've got players like Cedric, um, Mari, Kalasinac, there isn't much, there there aren't many excuses you can make for those types of players. And so I got, I got a little bit frustrated and irritated at sometimes the kind of space they were giving Hibernian to run into, pushing too far up the pitch sometimes. Um, yeah, just things like that. Yeah, so some of it. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, go, go on, on, sorry. Yeah, no, you go on. <laughs> no, I, I, I was just, just going to put a, um, move on to the penalty. Um, that oh, got. yeah, yeah. The, the penalty. <laughs> my, my God. As soon as I saw that penalty missed, I was like, oh, it hasn't been out. It hasn't been out. It hasn't been out a few days with penalties, has it? Um, and to be yeah. honest, that, that was the first thing that entered my mind. The sack, the sack I missed was replayed in my mind after that penalty was ta- taken. And yeah. for, some, for some reason, it just brought back horrible, horrible memories of, you know, what, what, yeah. I, what could I don't know? It just brought back horrible memories. But the penalty, uh, it was a good save from their keeper. Uh, but I think Pepe yeah. could have done a little bit better. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to get over overly overly um, drawn up over a preseason defeat, to be honest. Uh, because yeah, you know there are other games to come. Uh, but. This one felt like very, very similar, and felt like I hadn't been away from Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> felt like we we were just continuing from where we left off, really. From where we left off, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, having said that, though, there were some positives. There were some good Absolutely. performances. There Absolutely. were some things to look forward to. Like I think Pepe's gone stronger. I think he looks a lot more confident it, on the ball. Yeah. He was causing a lot of problems on that right-hand side. Absolutely. He did win a, a free kick. He, he won a few free kicks, actually. And oh, Partey talking about free Smith kicks. Rowe. Partey talking yeah. Oh, did... wow, yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. What a strike. I mean, <laughs> we usually hate when Partey hits them from 30 yards, but this time round, it was perfect. Yeah, it just he just didn't didn't go that 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 little bit that little bit uh, to the side and into the back of the net. But what a strike that would have been! And uh, you know, as I, I, as I said, when he took that strike, I, I thought about number five and the magic number number five. Um, yeah, yeah. And if he pulls out that in the Premier League, oh my god! 
Um, but yeah, there were some good performances. Lacazette, I felt, I felt played really well. His hold up play was, yeah. was. Did you see that when he went went through and was continually pulled down and and, and he kept going and kept yeah. going and get, mate. But, you know, these guys may have lost the game, but they've yeah. come back beasts. I tell you what, they're they, they're, they're physical and, and physical mentality and everything else. They've 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 really they, they they seem as like they've really looked after themselves this summer. So I'm looking forward to. It. I don't think. Uh, that this game should over overshadow the whole preseason and potentially the, the season as a whole when it does start. So, yeah, definitely there's a, not. And there, there, there's a long way to go. I mean, we've yeah, got Rangers, go, we've got obviously. Inter Milan, we've got um, Tottenham and and Everton and uh, Chelsea as well. And so there, there is a there's a whole list of games to go through to experiment. And I think that would have been. Arteta's rationale when planning for the preseason is to try and get in as many games as possible so that we can get, you know, back to our best by the time we play Brentford um, in the open in the season. Oh, don't remind me. (laughs) And um, also, I think I think if there's there's also another thing that Arteta would have taken from the game is how urgent we need to be now in the window because there isn't that long left. But can I can I just give you an alarming quote? Yeah, from Arteta, right? I was just searching through Twitter. Let me find it again and see if I can find it for you. But this is a bit of a... Um, oh, I can't find it now. It was uh, basically a... a Mikel Arteta had a say on transfers and said, we've, we've got one over the line and we're going to continue to work with what we have, basically. Oh, dear me, Mikel. No, yes. he did not. Yes, he did. If you uh, hold on, I can't believe Arteta out is trending. Let me just see if I can find it. <laughs> oh, Arsenal! There we go. I'll see if I can. I think I found it now. That's unbelievable. He said Arteta on transfers, right? This is what, and I quote: "This is a quote that's come from Gurdjieff AFC. I'm presuming he, you know, saw a quote or something somewhere. He said, "We've got one. We've got one for now, and we're really happy with the one we have, which is Tavares." We will work with the players we have to try and make them better and compete as and compete as well as we can. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but that is just if that's the case, he's digging himself. Oh God. He's 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 he's, he's digging you know, himself a very big grave. But you know that, that that's not that's not exactly the case because we are expecting at least two more transfers to go through at least. Um, with White yeah, and Lukonga, yeah. so White and Lukonga mm. are are done, aren't they? Um, I mean, a few weeks ago, Shackle was done, and we now know that Arsenal and Roma are yet to come to an agreement over the fee. So who knows? Who knows how far? I mean, Lukonga, it seems as if it is done, and that he is waiting, or the club are waiting to announce it after he's completed his um isolation days. But uh, I don't know what the latest is with Ben White. I don't know what the latest is with anyone else. Um, we're hearing that James James Madison is being linked again. And this is coming from a very, very reliable source. And of course, I'm talking about uh, AFC Bell. Bell. Um, so, you, you know, there, there are Awar as well. Presumably, Awar's agent was in uh, London. It doesn't turn turns turns out it wasn't his agent. It's actually his friend. Um, and look, I think if there's if there's one thing that we know what to expect from next season, 
is this, James? An Amazon documentary show. Oh, no, I forgot. Oh, my God. I actually forgot. I actually forgot. I actually forgot. Oh, my God. It's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. Oh, my God. I, I don't know whether forgot. to be excited about this you or whether to be... You caught me with that, man. I was just sitting yeah. in my chair. I was just sitting in my chair ready to wrap up the show. And then I thought you were wrapping up the show. Yeah. Oh, Amazon. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's happening, I, mate. It's happening. And when I when I said that to you, you were like, no. No, because I, I think I saw something somewhere, not but I didn't read the whole thing. I just saw Amazon and it was it was sort of in my subconscious. And then you said, Oh, next season is gonna be even more interesting. I was like, What? No. It can't be. Those words, Arsenal and Amazon, couldn't have meant that Amazon are doing a documentary because I have been waiting for this day. And it was years. they probably started filming today, this game, the Hibs game, because they, they sometimes go to pre-season games. Yeah. I mean... And, oh, my word. It's going to be... A, it, it started off well, didn't it? You, uh, have, you had rival fans going, I oh. am... I'm fascinated. I cannot wait because I, I mean I've watched the City one and the and the Tottenham documentary. The City one I've watched about five times just because I love it and just I love Unreal. I mean, you football fans, this is this is like heaven for football fans because we 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 constantly almost always um what's the word I'm looking for? Um Fantasize. guess another word for guess. Um think about no 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 we we, we always make st- assumptions assumptions and it was, it's another word that i'm looking for but yeah <laughs> we can use assumptions we always make assumptions as to what's happening um as to why Arteta has done certain things and now we get to know the full ins and outs you know that now we get to see what really happens behind closed doors we get to see how involved um josh and stan are what edu actually does how involved Arteta is in, in, in transfers, who makes the decisions on which direction the club goes in, tactical insights, everything. Every, there's no speculations. That's the word I'm looking for. There is, there is no more speculating. And this, is, this, this will really give us everything that we need to know yeah, about I, what's you know, happening to this club. I'm about to say something that I don't, I don't, I don't want to happen. Cool. Can you imagine if Arteta was to get sacked during the making of this documentary? Oh, oh god. my god! Oh my word! Yeah. No, but the thing is with this, you're gonna you're gonna hear from the owners, and you're gonna hear from Josh, and you're gonna hear from, and they're gonna talk about. Well, uh, this could be the shittest Amazon documentary they've ever done, and it could be yeah. with us because we, we, maybe we won't get anything from Stan and Josh because maybe they'll be silent throughout this. But considering they get they're getting a load of money from this, I think it would be in their best interest that they do uh, show some. As a re- re- reported about ten mils, isn't it? Some interest. Oh my god, is that is that really ten? I think so. I think I think I think the wow. estimation is about ten million pounds that the club are going to get, um, and with that money, we expect some bloody signings um, James Madison please yeah <laughs> yeah but we'll as soon as that was mentioned I called my dad and I was like what the hell yeah yeah so it's crazy there's the same thing I I didn't 
I've always wanted one, but then yeah. there, there's this, there's this, there's this thing in the back of your head going, "Nah, they never do that. They never do it with Arsenal. We're not, we're not good enough to do it." But that. Arsenal's the perfect place to do it. It's the perfect club to make a documentary about because the way that we have faltered and we have declined since 2006 has been is is such a steep decline that you know fans can barely catch their breaths to un- and, un- and understand when it happened, why it's happened and how we've found ourselves out of the Champions League for so many consecutive seasons. Um, so I think, I think this is needed. I think this will be a really, you know, refreshing thing for fans to look at and to analyze. And I guess now we can, after, after having watched this documentary, we can shift our focus onto the places that need it. Um, and I think after this documentary, we will know where to focus on and what the real problems are. We've known for a long time, but I think the, for the fans that are more, I guess, I don't want to use the word casual, but I guess fans that don't really delve into the nitty gritty bits of what happens inside of the club. I think this will be very useful for them because it will open their eyes into a new world. Um, yeah, and, and for I me guess, as well, and for me as well, and for us as well as you know, yeah, d- diehard Arsenal fans who never yeah. ever got to see this amount of you know this amount of behind the scenes stuff that's probably going to happen. Mm. It's it's a really exciting time, and I I'm, I can't wait for 2022. It's going to be a great year, all or nothing, World Cup, lovely. Yep. Yep, hopefully Champions League football. Who knows? Maybe, maybe a, a, a title, a trophy, <laughs> a trophy. A, a big to say title, but yeah. Um, who knows, man? Who, who knows? Who knows? Well, I, I, I don't know, but who knows? I, I'm, I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Cool. Let's leave it there, then, shall we? We've been going, we've been going over an hour now, um, and we've. Um, what is the official? About, what is the official time? You know? I have no idea. The thing is, when I record, I'm recording on Zoom, and the bad thing about Zoom is that it doesn't actually have a time. It doesn't actually show you how long you've been going for, or if there I is, I haven't figured out um, how to do it. But yeah, we've been going on for a while now, so I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's been um, listening. Sorry, I should say thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for all the constant support. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That'll be absolutely incredible. Uh, it will help us in all sorts of ways. Um, you can, yeah, and Spotify as well. And you can, yeah, absolutely. How did I forget Spotify? Um, but you can also reach out to us personally if you want to have a chat with us, if you want to um, make any comments, let us know with any feedback. You can find us on Twitter. So you can find me at Gunner since 96. You can find James at James Payne AFC. And we will be back next week with another episode. And we will be back on Monday. So we'll be recording on Sunday and we'll be back on Monday. So things yeah, are no excuses back now. to normal. Yeah, I mean, no the Euros have the Euros have kind of messed up the routine a little bit. But um, yeah, we, we, will, we will try to shift things back to schedule. And so hopefully you have your podcast hopefully, on Monday mornings. Maybe from next week we should... Maybe oh yeah, from, the spaces. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Maybe yes. from next week we'll do that. We'll try and do the spaces again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's that was when we started. It was quite good actually. So, yeah, we'll 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 restart that again and uh, try and get you guys engaged with us uh, in a post-match podcast. Absolutely, I can't wait. I mate, I you know I've said this countless times, but I can't wait for this new season and to yeah. and to really start and and go all the way and 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 really 
uh, go all the way with this podcast because I know we, we've spoken a lot off air about where, where we see this and where, where we both want this to go. And I'm fully on board with the, the process. I don't, I don't want to say process already. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm fully on board with uh, what the process may entail and, and, and the, the things we're, we're doing off screen you know, aside from Arsenal. Yeah, because uh, we do. We, we don't. We don't just. You know, I. I. I feel like people who watch these podcasts, especially when there's a two people, and it's about a certain subject like Arsenal or anything to be anything to to talk about. They just do the podcast and then go their separate ways and then come yeah. back. But you know, we don't do that. We we have chats off stream and you know we 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 talk about other stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. And thanks again for having me on for the ride. It's it's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a really, really good one. And hopefully Arsenal deliver the goods. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll leave it there and we'll see you guys next week. Um, Enjoy the upcoming week and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. See you in the next one. Bye.